having some technical difficulties. Got so, uh, but happy to see you. Yeah, I was just going to minimize it and just hang out while I keep doing some other work so that yeah. the time rolls around, I can get my undivided attention. I will try to monotask, which is so hard. <laughs> no, it is so not a problem. We are happy to have you here. So no worries. You can turn off your camera. You can relax. We're just going to be figuring out some technical stuff and then uh, we'll get ready. We'll probably go live a minute or two after. All right. I just saw a note. She's something. Somebody's having major computer issues. Better them than me. I'm so sorry. About that, but I hate computers. Yeah. All right. See you in a bit. See you in a bit. I am. Andrea. Andrea. Oh. It's. It is so okay. Please do not worry. Please don't worry. There are many worse things that could happen in life. So really, don't on? worry. I don't, I don't, um, Maru, I don't know if, Andrea, can you hear me? Oh, I think she might be, okay. Because I'm not sure if she's able to hear me. Okay, Andrea, <laughs> I can see you. I am having major computer issues. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm looking for a background that with this, it looks so weird with my, I think I'll stick to. It never works with uh, your hair up, unfortunately. No, correct. And it's too hot here. So I had to put my hair up. Maybe that way where you can see, oh, that's good. I like your background. There's a lot of sun. Andrea, can you hear me? Okay, so that's better. Let's see here. I can see everyone, but I just can't. Okay. You can also in. Okay, I'm just uh, chatting with. Um, if, so, Mario, if Andrea is having issues, I can always, um, you know, jump in here. Uh, and we can, you know, figure out another time. But Andrea, please don't worry. It is so, like, really, it is so fine. Yes, absolutely. It, her audio is not working. She cannot hear us. I can hear her, but she can't hear us. Um, so... I think that's where the issue, and it seems like her video might be lagging a little bit. Yeah. Oh, no worries, because every experience is a learning experience. So if this is not the time to be a host, it will be next. Don't worry, yes. I don't mind talking ever. <laughs> so yeah, don't worry at all. We can plan for another <laughs> one. Oh man. Yes, it, Andrea, it's seriously so not a problem. Like, trust me, worse things have happened in life. And that's why I'm here to help you to help you back up in case there's technical issues, because it could it could easily have happened to Mario. So, you know, then I would have had to fill the time and I'm not a recruiter, but I would have had to give my best <laughs> shot here. So, um, so really, it's, it's totally fine. We can always set up another one and we can always um, work through, you know, we can work through some of these technical issues. Although I can see you and I can hear you. Can you hear me?
I don't know if she can hear me, okay. Seems to be a lot of delay, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I thought she could hear us, but I don't think, I don't know. Maybe she can, but yeah and especially if you're not um like super used to zoom and all the stuff and like getting everything set up um okay. so i'm gonna just um i'm just gonna pull up everything i have everything set up and andrea i don't know if you can hear me but i'm just gonna put you on mute for the duration of the of the conversation um, you know, if you get things figured out, please feel free to jump in. Like it's, it's totally fine. You know, we like to keep this, uh, informal and I think people really value that we keep it really relaxed. So, um, I'll just jump in because it seems, you know, that you're having the issue. So I'm just going to put you on mute. Is my background okay? Because I have a fun here because it's so hot and it's a bit noisy, but. No, 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 your what background's great. And you got tons of, I love the lighting. My lighting's not the best, best, but we're making it work. Awesome. Yeah, it's a bright, sunny day today. Uh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> amongst everything that's going on, I'm happy to be home because I do like the cold. So, you know. Sad days in my life, but you know, oh, I, I can turn this a little bit. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of hot days, I can say. Oh, I know. Oh, you have and the back to put up to pull up. What? Oh, yeah, I have, have the back. Because I see you have some, some people joining us. Hi, Liam. Yes, hello everyone. Hello. So lovely to have you here. We will get kicked off shortly um, in just about four minutes or so. This is not my best angle. <laughs> Got to keep it real with ourselves, right? You're looking good. Oh, thanks. I'm actually sitting on a couch, which is not my normal MO, but you know, I'm in, I'm back in my uh, hometown in New York. For those of you who know me from the Chatlin program, for those of you who don't, I am typically based in Buenos Aires, Argentina, um, like Maru. And uh, I came back home for some family, some personal issues, and then also um, just for Christmas. So that's a lot about me. So let actually, you know, with that, let us know where you're calling in from today. Uh, and you know, how you're doing, cause these times are really crazy and, you know, we're almost at the end of the year, but I don't know about you. It can't come soon enough. I'm like, where's 2020, 2021, not 2020. I'm over 2020. How about you, Madhu? I'm good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I can't believe today we, uh, put up the, um, Christmas tree here and I can't believe it's already that time of the year again. My kids are going crazy with I mean they they turned on the Christmas season and it's crazier than I remembered but good it's still fun I like I like that um their illusion so fun and yeah I'm also in Buenos Aires Argentina uh where Nicole used uses to live 
Uh, where are you ladies from? We've got Leanne calling in from California. She's wearing a vest, so it tells me it's a little bit chilly there. Or you just like this? Actually, uh, I keep the PG&E low in my house just because, you know, when you work from home, you end up being here all day, right? And so I'm wearing like three layers and a down vest. <laughs> but it is it is about, um, so my I used to work with people in Salt Lake City and they would laugh at me when I would tell them it's cold outside. It's 55. So that's not too cold, but definitely not t-shirt weather for me <laughs> yeah my my mom she works at a bank and she like has the heater on 24 7 you know because in the summer they put tons of air conditioning on and in the winter it's just cold so i'm like that as well i just really love vests too so i would wear vests like 24 7 if i could i had a, a one job that I had a space heater that I walked in the door, I turned on the space heater, I walked out of the door, I turned off the space heater because it was the same kind of thing. But this is more like, this is like a extra, extra large men's brown <laughs> vest. So it's more like a sleeping bag. I can stick <laughs> my hands get cold. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Um, and I see we have some more people joining. So hello, how are you? Is it cold where you are? Are you wearing a vest? I'm wearing a flannel these days. You know, that's always a nice go-to for this, the colder days. Um, super happy to have everyone on. We're going to get kicked off shortly. I'll pull up the deck and everything. Um, just want to give, you know, people a few more minutes to join as I know, you know, with all the meetings, you know, we tend to be running back to back. And then if you're late in one meeting, then you're late in the next one. And from that point, it's just a domino effect, at least in my experience. So um, we'll get kicked off soon. Um, and I know that we have pre-submitted questions. So please feel free to drop any questions in the chat. You know, we'll start with those and we'll get kicked off there, but definitely want to make sure that we get your questions answered as, um, you know, job searching is, a job in itself and it's really annoying and it's really overwhelming. And so I'm really excited that we have Manu here. Um, she'll get to talk a little bit more about her experience, but just happy to have everyone here. And Madhu, I don't know if there's anything you want to add before we get kicked off in another minute or so. But, um, you know. No, I love what you just said. Definitely searching for a job is a job itself. Uh, but hopefully I can give you some tips not to make it that overwhelming because we already have enough going on in our lives right now to make this an even more stressful situation. So if you are, I know this was a very tough year, uh, a lot of layoffs, a lot of people in their job search and some sometimes it seems like a desperate time, but um, being desperate doesn't help. So I, I think there's a few things to keep note of and to understand, I think it's great that you're here because it, it uh, tells that you are interested in learning what the other side of a table looks like too, because it's not that easy for us either. On the other side, I mean, it's different, but it's our job also to find the right person for the right job. And we are always more than happy. I mean, at least when I talk about we, I say recruiters and I kind of generalize because not all recruiters feel the same, but for me, it's, I am really passionate about finding what's best for that for that person rather than just um doing what a client says of course the client is the one that pays and you have to take into account their requirements but i am very i'm like my style is uh, of someone that's 
really wants always to understand what the candidate, what the market is, what 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 the potential of each person is, and then negotiate and have those conversations with uh, clients. And hopefully, nowadays more than ever, I think uh, a lot of um, employers are also starting to see how how valuable it is for them to be inclusive and to be more flexible and to be more open-minded to different backgrounds, different experiences, different ages. So I hope that can all of this can help to build a more inclusive workplace. I went through my branches, so I'm sorry, but that's what I'm all about. <laughs> I love inclusive it. Work. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. And with that, you, you know, you pretty much took us up into the introduction. And so um, uh, let's get it as, you know, kicked off right now. Um, I just want to welcome everyone to today's office hour session. You know, it's only 30 minutes, so I want to dive right into the housekeeping. You know, come off of mute, ask your questions. We do have pre-submitted questions that we'll be diving into, but please, if you don't see your question or, you know, you want to make sure that we get it answered, please drop it in the chat or again, come off of mute. You know, if you don't want to show up in the recording, which you will show up if you come off of mute. Um, you can write those questions in the chat and you can always ask those questions anonymously by writing me privately by finding my name in the chat box, um, Nicole Felter, and then you can send me a message. This is being recorded, so we'll send an email link afterwards. So don't worry about taking a bunch of notes right now. Um, you can take them after and just keep up with us on social at Power to Fly on all channels and subscribe on uh, YouTube. Maru, I want to hand it over to you really quickly, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, I know you were just diving into why this is so important to you, but I would love if you could talk a little bit more about that and then we'll dive right into the questions. Yes. Uh, so what I was saying is that, well, I, I'm a psychologist. I, I'm a certified coach. I also have a master's in HR because I've worked in HR most of my professional career at this point in different companies, um, technology companies mostly, but so I've been on that um, side also of working for specific employers that had to build their teams. So I've recruited a lot of people worldwide, mostly in Latin America uh, has been my focus. And for the past few years since I certified as a coach, I've also been working as a trainer and uh, career coaching is what I am starting to do most recently because I found that most of my interest, as I was saying before, it comes from being an advocate for the talent, for the people, for the candidates, for those people that are searching for a job or searching to advance in their careers. Um, I like to guide them through what the best steps for them are uh, in terms of finding a job specifically, but also preparing them for what's next in their career. If it's a new job, or on the same industry, you're changing industry, thinking on what is it that they would like to do that um, is connected to their own essence and, and desire, basically. Um, and I live in Argentina, I'm a mom of two, and that's what I do, and my plate is quite full. <laughs> I work here now part of life, of course. I'm happy to be part of this diverse team because, well, I didn't say because I thought it was, sorry women empowerment and working with diversity is my passion. So I love working here at Power of Life. I love it. Thank you so much, Maru, for that introduction. And we love working with you as well. So um, really excited to dive into this today. You know, uh, 2020 has been a very long year and it's very exciting to dive into a new one. Um, probably not exciting if you're on the job search um, and if you're looking and we know it's really stressful. So that's why we're having these conversations. Um, so, you know, with that, 
these are some of the pre-submitted questions that we have and we'll be diving into. But again, you know, if you want to drop any in the chat or come off of mute, please feel free to do so. So diving into this first one, you know, how do you play up your past experience on your resume when you recently switched career paths with little experience in a new field that you're trying to get into? Mm, good. Um, so I know this happens a lot, and at least uh, in my experience, and mostly I think this year has been um, a very specific year in which everyone had that time to maybe think better on you know, what is it that they would like to do next in their careers, because we all had to face a new way of working, a new way of our everyday dynamics. So I'm sure that this is switching careers is something that's happening more and more. And probably next year, we'll see a lot of people switching careers. So this is a great question. That being said, how to, how to play that up in your resume? Well, I think that um, there are several ways in which you, I mean, it all depends where from where you are transitioning, like from which area into which other. I think one smart way is to find what things you feel are um, that can be translated into the uh, and transferable into that new career that you're um, focusing on. If you have any experience in that new field, because even if it's recent or very uh, short, it's still, of course, important that you put that up front. I also think that um, it's really, I like a lot, and I think there was a question about this uh, too, like to have kind of a headline or, or a small paragraph on the top of the resume, I think it's always good for you to give an introduction of who you are and what you're looking for. It has to be very short, not a long story, but maybe three to five lines where you um, in a very concise way say who you are and what, what, what you're good at and what you're looking for. Uh, I think that's always, at least that's what I first read all the time. So if I already see there that you've been working in technology for 15 years, but you recently discovered that you want to be a coach and because you've been managing teams for 15 years and now you want to specialize in coaching others, then for me, that's clear. I understand what you, what you are, what you've been working on and what you want to do. Then of course I can see your background and I probably will see that you've been working for 15 years in technology. So it would be up to the new opportunity if I can give it, I mean, if there's enough to talk about that new role that you are looking for. Um, but going to the question, I think it's great to kind of state it, even if it's small, put it out there. Um, and if you've done any uh, courses, any trainings on that new area, of course, put them there anything that you've done towards what you want to become, point them out, try to put them, highlight them in any way. Maybe you can put them um, up front in your resume. I mean, you can always find the, the way of um, highlighting that uh, experience to make sure that it, the person that reads the resume knows what you're looking for. Thank you. That, that was great. And I think you covered so many different specific and important points in there. Um, and I know that this is a really common question. So I, I wanna ask for everyone on the line, you know, how long is the ideal resume? Should we keep it to one page? What if we have tons of experience? How do we add in, you know, that short paragraph about ourselves if we have a lot of experience? Well, I think that um, two things, in terms of the length of the resume, 
I like one pagers, but sometimes it's kind of impossible uh, depending on how much you've transitioned or done new things. So it might be two. Ideally, I think in one, you can be, if you are really good at being concise, it can work. Uh, there are different formats that you can use, maybe use one column on one side, then that gives you room to put maybe your skills and education and get more room for the work experience maybe. So that's a way to put it into one page, but sometimes, I mean, uh, you cannot do it. So two pages still works well. Um, and you said, in, depending on the amount of years of experience, I mean, it all depends on, because if, you've have, if you have 15 years of experience, but of those 15 years, you work 10 at the same company, then there is a way to put it in one page because you don't need to put all the different, I mean, you don't need to put a, a summary of all the tasks you've done in each of the, of the roles you had. Maybe you can just put the, the job title and maybe one or two bullet points that really summarize what you've done, uh, uh, what, what the focus was of your work there. I mean, it's, it's hard to have a good resume. I have to say this, it's really hard to learn how to be concise and how to um, choose from all you have and all you want to say and really choose what is it that you feel represents you the best for someone to read it. So I know it takes a lot of work, but eventually you, you'll get there. And also one other thing to um, leave anxiety on a side is that your resume is a living thing. I mean, you can redo it and revisit and revamp it every time you need, even for each different role that you're applying to, you can tweak it a little bit. So don't feel like you have to do something that will stick there and stay the same forever. You can, you can constantly update it, reread it. And after maybe having some interviews and getting some feedback, you can always go back and do some tweaks there or uh, depending on the job that you are applying to, make also some edits to a standout for that role in particular. Uh, I hope that answered the question. I think so. I think that was really helpful. But you know, just as you're talking, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's just so much work to have a good resume. So I'm glad. And I, and I see some people shaking their heads. So I'm glad that you said it is hard to have a good resume because sometimes it feels like everyone else has a perfect resume and you're the only one who doesn't know what they're doing. So good to hear you say that it is hard to have a good resume. Um, practice makes perfect, I guess. And, you know, we just kind of have to power through and, and think about what makes us both, you know, best stand out. Um, so thank you for covering that, Mario. And, um, you know, I, I would love to jump into the next question, you know, what kind of experience are employers looking for in 2021? Um, well, that's a big question. Um, and I think it's a great trigger to think about it because um, I never thought about something like too general about, um, but this year has been so unique that there might be some things specifically that some employers will be probably looking for. I mean, I can talk for me or what I can assume because of the situation that we're all living. On one side, it's global. So I think that gives a sense of empathy worldwide where we can everywhere, anywhere in the world, in the region, in the country, in your state, wherever you're looking for. I mean, we've all gone through very similar things. So I think that for starters, that put, puts us all on a 
kind of um, same level situation where anything that happened to you this year, you can be upfront with it because I think there's going to be a lot more understanding than before with what, whichever, I mean, if you lost your job, if you didn't work for a year, whatever happened to you during 2020, I'm sure it will be a lot more flexible and a lot more understandable for a lot, more, a lot of more people next year than it has been in the past, where I know that sometimes people look, I mean, don't like to see people that have big gaps in their resumes or whatever happened. I think next year, that's going to be something a lot more common. So we all need to get used to that and probably embrace that in a way. And in terms of looking for, I think that people that had, been, had the ability to be resilient to uh, even having um, lived through hard thing, things this year had been able to stay positive, to continue to focus in what they want. I mean, if you were searching for a job, you, you didn't um, resign. I mean, you still went on and, and looked for, you built new networks, you continued to train yourself on, on learn new skills meet new people. I think those are things that show uh, attitude and the quality of, of the person that you are. And that is going to be very valued, I guess, next year. I mean, I'll definitely uh, value more people that have stayed, find, found a way to stay positive and, and stay active, doing things in the midst of all this craziness this year. Uh, so I think that those can be really good um, qualities to look for next year. And Mario, I think you bring up a really good point because, you know, I think as a woman, as a woman who has a young child, you know, I've been very blessed and very lucky to have the situation work out for me where I wasn't forced out of my job because I had to homeschool and because I had to do all of these things. And I, and I think you bring up a really good point that I'd love for you to touch on about, you know, <laughs> if the only thing you did this year was homeschool your children or you know you were forced out of the workplace because you couldn't balance both because let's be real how do we balance both like in normal times when you're going through an office I mean is balance even the right word but you know how can we leverage this experience uh, being forced out of work maybe having young children having grandchildren having young people in our lives who we were helping with how can we leverage that type of experience moving into this year well, first of all, hats off to all of us parents <laughs> dealing with uh, all this craziness and homeschooling and kids and uh, grandparents too, because I am so uh, happy to have grandparents in my life that help <laughs> with the kids. So how to leverage that? I think that, I mean, on one side, putting it out there. I mean, I think being honest and being transparent on what you lived this year. And as I said before, I think everyone on the other side any recruiter will relate to whatever you live because they either are a grandparent or are moms or are an aunt or an uncle, but understand how difficult it's been to uh, juggle all those things uh, around. And probably, I mean, I think it all comes to how to leverage it. I think it all comes on how you present that situation. Like if you go to an interview saying, oh, it's been dreadful. I, and I, I nearly, I don't know, it's like, if, if you see the negative side of it, maybe that wouldn't be that interesting for a recruiter. But if you can leverage that in terms of, oh my God, I never knew I could be able, I was able to do all of these things together. The, how much I learned to 
about math, about doing, um, how do you say, when you do things with their, I've been all year doing manualidades, how do you say that in English, oh my God, crafts, like for a school. Uh, I learned so much, like how to germinate a, a seed. I mean, there are a lot of things, I mean, of course that's not going to help me to get my job, but in a way it shows that we are open to learning new things all the time. We are positive. We find a way around. We know we, we can ask for help if we need to ask for help. We can negotiate with our partners. We can negotiate with our children. Uh, please behave. I have a meeting. I mean, there are a lot of other skills that you use in your everyday probably now. I mean, we moms, we've been doing this for many years, as long as you've... <laughs> um, but for others, maybe this was the first time where you had to kind of oh my God, I did all this. I, this is amazing. So say that, feel proud of what you've done this year. I'm sure you've all done a lot. You can feel proud of that and say it out loud. And I think people will just admire that you had been able to do that. So yeah, don't be afraid to tell your truth. I love that. And you know, let's be real. Uh, like Maru was saying, like if we just survived, all right, we need to give ourselves a pat on the back because this year has been nothing short of rough. Just when you think thought things were turning the corner for the bright side, things got heavy. I was literally just talking about how this year hasn't been necessarily rough for me. And then I had a loss in the family. And so dealing with that, and you know, I, I know I'm not alone there. There's tons of people who have lost people this year. And so, you know, we need to be graceful with ourselves and what we're dealing with. And so if it's just, just overcoming loss in whatever that means to you, you know, figure out a way that you can word that and make it positive and leverage that, you know, like being, uh, being resilient and persevering is, you know, that's nothing short of being proud of, like you need to be proud of getting through the stuff because it's not easy. So everyone needs to give them themselves a pat on the back. Um, perfect. So, you know, with that, um, we had a question in the chat that said, what is the font style and the font size that's best to use on a resume? Um, that's nice. Um, I think, I mean, I would stick, I would stick to more of the um, traditional fonts like Arial, Times New Roman, Calibri, Georgia. Like I wouldn't go too crazy there, but not because of, uh, I mean, I admire people that are very creative with their resumes, but also I know that there, and I, I, I think I read some questions about this before, but uh, in, a lot more companies are using um, AI to filter resumes sometimes and bots in general. So I still don't trust them so much. So just in case I would go for more traditional fonts just to make sure that if they're parsing your resume, like any ATS today, ATS is an application tracking system. Like those, there's a, those softwares that companies use to get applications from candidates and then review resumes they parse your resume uh, so that it can like translate into the fields that they have, they, each company uses. So just to make sure that all the fields are matched and transferred, just in case I would go for more traditional fonts, just to make sure that your, your resume, your words don't get lost in translation, into artificial translation basically. Um, and in terms of size, I mean, it all depends on how much you need to put there. I would never go below 10, I mean, 10 would be like the super limit of small. 
maybe between 11 and 12, I think is the best. You can put your name a, a little bit bigger. Some people like doing that. I mean, you can be creative, but always in, in a way in which it can be um, interesting to read and easy to read, basically. Perfect. Thank you for that. And, you know, I know uh, we have a little bit less than 10 minutes left. So if anyone has any pressing questions, please feel free to drop them in the chat. You know, we want to make sure that we get to those. Um, and so, you know, we touched on this a little bit, but Mario, how old can your experience be on your resume? Um, I mean, it can be as old as, as old as your experience is. I think it's more of the, um, rather than talking about the age of, I mean, how old your experience is, I think the question, the interesting question would be to think of how relevant it is. So. If I've, I've been working for 20 years, but my first five years were doing like admin stuff, things that I don't think are relevant to the kind of roles that I'm looking for. So I decide not to put that because I, I don't think they show who I am or what I'm looking for. So I think it's smart for you to think, I mean, you if you've been doing, you've been working in the same industry for 20 years and you think that's, the, that's of value because of the next step that you're aiming to, of course, you have to put that. I mean, you can you can you can avoid putting all the detail of all the tasks you did. You can just put like from year to year that you work where, because maybe you work in a very big company for many years in your early uh, years, and then you went to a smaller firm, and now you want to go back to a bigger firm. So you want to show that you already have experience working in a bigger firm. So of course you you can put that. It all depends on thinking who's going to be reading your resume, who's the audience of uh, like the target audience you're thinking for your resume and make it relevant. Make it make, I mean, show the resume needs to show who you are and what you're looking for and what you're good at. I you, was really concise with this. <laughs> no, yeah, that that's great. And I think you bring up a couple of good points here. So you're talking about, you know, you want to be relevant. You want to make sure you're talking about your experience and how it relates to the job. And so when crafting your resume for a certain position or, you know, for an industry, what's your best advice? Should you go and look at the job descriptions you're looking for? Should you Google, you know, I want a job in marketing? Like what are the type of skills that I should make sure I include on my resume? How do you best uh, advise about that? Well, yeah, I like that question. Um, and this, this is actually something that I've been thinking of lately in regards to all this AI in the industry going on and all the bots that are now helping us with our filtering job. So, because when, I mean, it's different when a, a human person reads your resume because I mean, you never know, you can, everyone reads depending on what they find interesting. I read first that initial resume and then I see the last experience and education for example but some other people maybe look at other, other things so um, thinking of a way in which you can get everyone's attention both artificial and human I think having keywords is always good so yes if you do have a job description that you're applying to directly of course yes I recommend that you read that and that you make sure that you're um, pointing out like if they are looking for specific skills and you have those make sure that you include them and uh, so you don't need to redo or of course you don't need to lie uh, you don't need to put things that you've done that you haven't done but definitely 
make sure that you add whatever it every any detail or any skill that you see they are looking for and you have even if you thought it wasn't important like recently i was talking to someone and they said oh because it'd be nice if you had worked with your cheese and i said oh my god yeah i was a sponsor of an erg i mean it was major but i never remember to put that in my resume so i went out and added to one of my jobs that i was a sponsor for one of the ergs at my job and it was something I did, but it wasn't part of my formal role. So I thought, I mean, I never thought it was important enough. So yes, if you are able to tweak, that's good. Also what you said about, I mean, and if you haven't seen one specific job that you are applying to, but you want a marketing manager role in the technology industry, there's a lot of information out there. You can definitely go and check out um, other postings, even if they are not in the location or the specific area where you are going to be applying, but at least you have a sense of what is it that the kind of companies you're looking for are looking for, so that you can also be prepared for to prepare your resume and also for a future interview. I think that's that's very smart to do, definitely. Perfect, perfect. And we got two more questions that I want to ask, um, and so I want to make sure that we get to these because they're they're both pretty good and important. So. Um, somebody asked, I'm curious about the value of the resume when the job application process strips out the data. Are recruiters still looking at resumes? Well, yeah, I do look at resumes every day. So yes, I do. Um, I know that uh, in, uh, depending, I, I mean, it all depends on who you're working with and what's your employer. Maybe bigger companies that have an application um, system through an ATS. Um, I mean, you, you, every time you need to attach a resume somewhere, that resume is in the system. So sometimes I think that most recruiters, if, I don't know about recruiters that starting to work as a recruiter maybe one or two years ago, but I can tell for any, everyone else, <laughs> um, we do read uh, resumes. Um, it all depends on what you're looking for, but yeah, I think that it is valuable to have a resume. And also, I mean, even if you're not reading the resume, you need it to be accurate so that the system that parses that information in your resume reads the information that you need them to uh, to highlight. So even if they're not looking at the actual format that you uh, created, they are looking into those details. So make sure that it's clear. Like if you have education, like if, if you're putting what your education is, put education, your work experience, your skills. I mean, use those words to make sure that whatever robot is parsing the information understands what each item is. So yeah. I think the part that I was most interested in knowing if they're actually looking at my resume is that part at the top that's talking about me, the thing that separates me, that I'm a quality crusader and that, so is that part still being viewed? So the answer is probably yes, which makes me very happy. Thank you. <laughs> probably yes, yeah, and that, just to add one thing, also translates into, I think more and more LinkedIn is being used. So if you've had the chance to update your LinkedIn profile and the about section, there you have a lot more room to describe who you are and what your value is. And I know a lot of recruiters use LinkedIn. So probably that portion in your profile is going to be read. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for the tip, Maru. And then we had one last question that I want to get to quickly, but I know this, uh, I know that this, somebody said this is about resumes, but somebody was asking about 
cover letters and how important are they? This person keeps hearing conflicting views and, uh, you know, read that they're never so important or they are important. Oh my, this is, uh, and I have one minute to answer this. I don't know. I think, what can I say? I have to be, okay, I'll be completely honest. I struggle with cover letters. So I'm not a big fan of cover letters. If they are like three paragraphs that tell all your work, like if they're a summary of your um, resume or if they pretend to be like uh, wanting to say everything that you could say on a first phone call, like I, to be concise, I, want, I would prefer to give you a phone call, like a quick call and you can tell me in your own voice and if everything that you could be adding in your cover letter. So I think they are a bit outdated. Also thinking of the systems and the application tracking systems, there's, I mean, if you probably have only room to upload one document, of course, upload your resume, not your cover letter. I think that anything you can say in your cover letter, you can either uh, summarize in three to five lines in, in a small section on the top of your, of your resume, uh, or you can explain and say more about, I mean, talk about it if you go to a first phone interview or first screening. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take too long to work on a cover letter, to be honest. I love that advice. I personally hate cover letters myself. And so it's good to know as well that, you know, people are relying more and more on LinkedIn that we can, you know, pretty much make a general cover letter about our work and our about me and include that on LinkedIn so people can find that information. Um, especially as so many ATS uh, applicant tracking systems have the ability to, you know, uh, include your LinkedIn and all that. So thank you so much, Maru. This was so helpful, I, at least for me. I'm, I'm not searching for a job, but, you know, uh, it's, it's good to know all these tips, I think, in general, that our resumes are living things that we can change, you know. We don't have to leave them the same way they are yesterday uh, for tomorrow. So that's always awesome to know. And thank you so much about, you know, the LinkedIn tips and um, I see some people clapping. So thank you for that. Uh, so I want to thank everyone who was on the line today for joining us. You know, we have tons of content around, you know, resumes, job searching, leaving toxic workplaces, overcoming difficult things. You know, I think that prior to COVID, there was a big focus on professional being separated from personal, but let's be real. We cannot separate them. They go hand in hand as much as we wish they didn't. Uh, so with that, I'm wishing you all a very non-2020 rest of your day and rest of your year. We're almost out and uh, thank you all so much. And I will let you have the last word, Madhu. Oh, my pleasure. It was great talking about all of this. I know all of these topics kind of, um, I could talk for th about this forever. So feel free to reach out if I can be of any help. You can find me on LinkedIn too. Um, and yeah, thank you for being here. Hope that there was a little, at least one small thing that you can take out from this 30 minutes. That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.